Welcome to the Fight Club podcast where all the Indian fight enthusiasts meet. If you are at the beginning of the fight journey or if you are already financially independent, this podcast is the right place for you. Join the community of the like-minded people who are taking control of their lives in pursuit of financial independence. I'm your host and dost Nipun Kathuria. Let's get the podcast rolling. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Fight Club podcast. Today we will be talking about the index funds and how they are better than the usual mutual funds uh, that most of the people invest in. Why I chose to talk about this topic in our first podcast? I've been I've been doing a lot of research of late around the different investment options. uh and in various conversations that i had with people uh not just indians but also uh, a lot of americans a lot of europeans and one common investment option that comes into their mind all the time when or or one of the strategies of of being financially independent is investment in uh, index funds and what i noticed was that uh in india there is lack of awareness there is less 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 material available uh, around the index funds so i thought why don't we talk about this topic and maybe in the future podcast we might bring in other people as well who use index funds as one of their strategies to to earn more to be financially independent most of the people do invest a lot of money right so a lot a large proportion of their take home salary is invested in it could be their uh, emis that they are paying for their real estate or it could be you know they might have invested in gold uh, not that much uh, off late but uh, you know traditionally we had been investing in real estate and gold now what we have seen that you know for the last few decades these two uh, investment vehicles had been the most popular they brought in a lot of good returns in terms of capital appreciation especially for the real estate but what we have seen in the last couple of years uh, since they had been economic reforms from from the new modi government we have seen that the returns from at least from uh, from the perspective of the real estate hasn't been as much as it was before and what more and more people are kind of they they are uh, rethinking of their strategies of how they can be financially independent uh, and what are the different uh, or what are the other vehicles that are available where they can invest so uh, real estate hasn't been as much popular of late and people are just holding off uh, the property prices haven't increased the rent yields uh, is 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 one of the lowest that i've seen um, in across different countries so you know a lot of indians it could be indians living in living in on working in india or the expats and we are kind of rethinking of what should be our strategy where should we invest our money no we have to invest our money yes because we want our we want money to work more for us rather than us working more for money and and when i was talking to other people in different countries one of the common topic as i talked about was the index funds so what are the index funds now index fund is a type of mutual fund so 
I'm assuming that most of our listeners would be aware of uh, mutual funds and they would have invested in mutual funds. But just to re-emphasize on one of the common uh, kind of the reason why the mutual fund uh, as a product exists is to diversify your risk portfolio. So you can spread your investment across different industries. It could be different stocks and, and the risk gets minimized as well. So that's a brilliant uh, investment option. So rather than investing in one company, let's say Reliance or XYZ or let's say TCS or Infosys, you invest in a mutual fund. A mutual fund could be a basket of uh, different industries. It could be a basket of same industry, but different companies. But yes, your money that you invest is diversified and is spread across different stocks or different industries or different products. And you you get certain units based on how much you're investing. And the value goes up, down as the market or as the basket of companies uh, perform. So yes, mutual fund had been brilliant option, uh, but what is index fund and why are people started thinking about investing in index funds? So an index fund is a type of mutual fund that mimics the indices, right? So what is an in index or in what are indices? They are basket of some of the top companies in India that kind of represents the growth or the uh, the development of the country. So for example, let's say Nifty is a basket of top 50 companies in, in, in India. Uh, and similarly, Sensex. So they are, they contain uh, or they represent those top companies. And when we say that the Sensex has gone X percent up or X points up, that's uh, kind of an aggregate of all those uh, companies which form the census, Sensex or which form the, uh, the, the Nifty, right? So the index fund that mimics uh, or uh, that copies uh, the different indices that it's based upon. So it's type of a mutual fund. So it falls under the same umbrella of investment product as the mutual fund, but it's, it's slightly different because it falls under the passive investment or passive management. So what happens is that if you have a, a stock or if you have, a, let's say, a mutual fund, uh, those mutual funds, uh, they fall under the category of uh, uh, actively managed mutual funds. But when it comes to index funds, index funds are under passive management. So what do we mean by passive or active management? So an active management is when you have a fund manager or when there is a fund house and there are people available who look at the strategy of where the fund money goes to. So you may have a selection of uh, companies or industries where the initial investment has gone into. That's that's day one. But eventually, based on the performance of the market, the fund managers who are real people working and uh, who are kind of reanalyzing uh, the strategy based on the market performances may end up deciding of... Uh, changing the portfolio or changing the, the the basket of what where the fund should be investing. So that is active management. And we pay 
uh, a fraction of our, our uh, investment fund for that active management. So whenever you are buying a, a fund uh, or a mutual fund, a percentage of that, uh, which is called the expense ratio, that goes to those fund houses. That goes to the uh, the you know the the fund managers uh, to pay their salary uh, for for advising us or for managing our fund on our behalf. In terms of passive management, because the index funds they mimic the indices, so there is no real intelligence needed. You don't need a person to copy the trend or copy how the NSE or the Nifty is performing. So the, the algorithms, they, they try to just mimic what's available and, and uh, with a fraction or with a slight error, uh, but more or less they just mimic the, the Nifty or the BSE or the NSE. Now, because there is no active management needed, the cost associated with these funds is much, much lower as compared to the mutual funds. Now, no one tells us about this, right? We do think about the cost associated, but let's say, for example, if you've gone for a SIB, you may think of the cost on day one, but then because it's a SIB, you have forgotten about the amount of cost that you are paying, and that builds up. The cost also compounds as well as the value of your fund. So a difference of one or two percent uh, on a cost could cost you three to four years of uh, your retirement. For example, if you have invested in just that fund, so you know the differences could be huge. And as I was saying, the as the value of the fund compounds as it grows, the cost compounds as well, right? So the uh, index funds, because they are passive, they do not have those kind of costs. So there are two types of costs that we are talking about. So one is the uh, as we, we were mentioning, the fund managers uh, f- kind of uh, fee uh, or the fund houses, what they're charging us. And the second type of cost is the agent's commission or the agent's fee. Now that both is bundled together in the fee that you pay for holding that particular mutual fund. Now usually, on uh, I think Forbes gave a percentage saying that it was 3.1%. So if, if you assume that that's the average, the uh, the cost doesn't seem that much right if you're getting 10 12% return so let's assume for simplicity and uh, that you're getting a 10% return now that's actually really good return but let's assume that you're getting a 10% return okay you invest your money you get the 10% return and you're paying 3% cost now that cost is compounding as well so it's not at the time it's not only the first time when you pay it's eventually that's the cost of managing your fund so that will be there forever and you will be paying your expense ratio or the cost on a day-to-day basis uh, proportionately or weighted based on the performance. And maybe if your fund performs or doesn't perform, uh, that 3% would be taken out from your fund's value. Okay, so that's that's important. So let's say you got a 10% return. The, the cost is 3%. So you take out that 3%. So you say, okay, fine, I still have 7% growth. So that's not bad. But just imagine, right? You're keeping, let's say, 100 rupees and you're getting just 7 rupees at the end of year one, right? But then if you think of uh, the other factor, is which is inflation. So the inflation where the value of the money is decreasing, right? Say the inflation could be 6 to 7%. So 6 to 7% is inflation. And uh, 3% is the cost that the agents or the fund houses have taken. So 
So if you add that up, that 10% is is gone, right? So you're not getting any net positive return from your money. You may seem to see that, you know, I've got a 7% return. But if you factor in the inflation, there is no real growth to your money. Now, if you would have saved that 3% that you're paying to the mutual fund house or to the agent, you could have got an, an actual growth of 3% of your money, right? So saving on those costs is very important. And that's where the index funds come into the picture, right? So index funds, what are the costs associated with an index fund? Because it's a passive management, you're not paying for the fund manager's fee. So you save on that. The fund houses, because there is low administrative or the management uh, f- uh, costs associated with the fund, the fund houses do not charge as much as they would have been charging you for the mutual funds. So the administrative and the operational expense is lower as well. The third thing is the agent's fee. If you buy that the index fund directly from the fund house website, so there is an indirect plan, there is a direct or regular plan or a direct plan. In the direct one, if you go there, buy that, put a sip or buy it in, in one go, you pay a very, very low expense ratio. So the cost could be 0. 0.15, 0. 0.25, 0.35, depending on uh, the different companies who are providing that index fund, right? So you can save 2 to 2.8% of that 3% by investing in index funds. Yeah, I do agree that index funds may not bring in as much of return uh, as compared to the some of the mutual funds. But those mutual funds are not destined to bring in a high return. So just mind it, there are there are big marketing departments that sit behind these corporate houses who are selling those mutual funds to us. They always, even when the agent comes into you, right? So I used to I used to uh, uh, buy mutual funds from from my dad's agent, and when the agent used to come, uh, like he always used to talk about the past performances most of the indians we always think of the past performances and we assume that the performances will continue we assume that the external factors or the market or the economy will or the external factors will remain the same but that is not the case right and we have seen that in the last six to seven years that there's so many unpredictable kind of changes which have taken place in the market so a market could be cyclical but these reforms, the governments, the politics, the people, you know, those kind of things are never predictable. And uh, the mutual funds may not, or those companies may not bring in as much of return to your investment as you would have previously seen. Uh, so the mutual fund houses cover themselves really well with those marketing languages. Uh, most of the people do invest. Uh, you do get returns. So we, like, I have seen a lot of good returns on my investments as well until I was introduced to index funds. There is lower risk when you're investing in index funds because the product or the the fund is mimicking the market. Okay, so the only thing that you have to believe in is that the economy will grow, and I think that is the the lowest common denominator that we have seen is that as India moves from an underdeveloped to developing, and now it will be moving towards a developed economy, the economy will improve. India's GDP will improve, uh, there would be better growth to the GDP, and the uh, stock markets would improve as well. So whatever uh, position in the stock market you are seeing right now, the stock market would grow eventually from there. So if you have invested in a product that mimics or that copies the stock market, you are destined to see growth, uh, which which you could be confident about and say that there is lesser risk uh, associated with that. 
and you're paying low cost on those um, uh, index funds as well. So although it may result in slightly lower growth because uh, on an average, you can see it depends on the market, uh, but most of the fund houses, uh, all the index funds that they have would be performing slightly similar, uh, but at least you are confident that you know, you're invested in a product that will eventually bring good returns for you and with the returns would compound, right? So there would be a compounding effect uh, to those returns as well. The index funds, when you're thinking of the index funds, you should keep a long-term strategy in your mind. So index funds are not like short-term investments, like stocks where you buy, you anticipate, or you bet on the future of a certain company. Uh, index funds, you're betting on the future of a country, but that uh, growth would take time. Right, so you invest in uh, these uh, index funds and you forget about that. And eventually, over the course of a couple of years, couple of decades, you'll see your fund growing and compounding with the lower risk of, of failure, unlike a lot of other mutual funds. If you go to my blog, theficlub.com, I have a, a blog post over there, which is the mutual fund versus the index funds. And I've posted really good kind of material over there, which I learned from different uh, seminars that I've attended, different books that I've read, or different uh, desktop research that I had done. One of the video that I came across uh, from uh, that I call Varun Malhotra, and I really, really uh, request you, everyone who's listening to the podcast, to go to that uh, to the YouTube channel and search for Varun Malhotra, or you go to my blog post and and listen to that uh, that video. And he talks about the the story behind the index funds. He talks about the uh, that you know why uh, no one talks about uh, index funds in India. So it's really impressive and, and a really kind of knowledgeable video. We request all our uh, uh, listeners to go there and listen to that video. And then thanks, uh, like like for Varun for sharing that. And uh, just to give you a brief summary of what that video covered was around the the index funds why there is lack of why no one talks about index funds in india and one point that he brought in which was very interesting was that index funds were introduced in us so if you talk to any of your american friends or the indians who are there in america you will see that uh, index funds is one of the common topics of where their pensions are actually invested and index funds were invented in, I think, the year 1975. That was when Vanguard, which is one of the big uh, corporate houses, which or, or the fund company in the U.S., they came up with the brilliant idea of uh, index funds, which and, and the founder was Jack Bogle. That had been brilliant, a uh, brilliant product. A lot of people invest, still invest, and the performances have been really, really, really good. In India, the index funds were introduced in the year 2000. So, mind it, we are still... We are already 25 years behind the U.S. in terms of the this product being uh, introduced uh, to the country, and plus the you know any any research of the marketing that or or uh, kind of different people like Warren like talking about the index fund. So it has come off late into the country, but I've seen that the there is a catch up being done. But a lot of people have started talking about the index funds. Uh, go watch that video; it's it's absolutely brilliant. I was introduced to the index funds for the first time uh, when I read a book by Tony Robbins called The Unshakable, which was an update to the previous book called The uh, Money Master the Game. 
and in in that book he interviewed the top billionaires or the the richest people in the world from Warren Buffett to Jack Bogle to Ray Dalio you know the top hedge fund managers or the top fund managers in in the world and the common theme that underlined all those interviews was investment in index funds now if some of your listeners would have uh, read or or heard Warren Buffett's interview and if you haven't i would request you to go to youtube or google and uh, Warren Buffett he usually kind of releases a shareholder letter every year and he talks about that in his interviews as well the shareholder letter that he releases is one of the best investment advice that you can get as a normal investor or as an institutional investor and in his one of his letters he talked about putting away 90% of his money after he dies so he's talking about his will 90% of money into low cost index funds preferably vanguard and 10% in the government bonds i'll i'll just try to repeat that warren buffet in his will wants to give away 90% of his money or wants to invest 90% of his money into low cost index funds okay so two keywords over here index funds and low cost right he's one of the richest person in the world and he his investments are what people use as case studies in their business schools he is advising people to invest in index funds the top hedge fund managers who have worked f- managing mutual funds or investments of billionaires in the world they talked about investing in in index funds so i do agree that our family our colleagues our friends or agents or other people or the television or the magazines that you read they don't talk about index funds but it is available you are eligible to invest in index funds it is low cost and you should really be looking at investing in index funds see th- there is a real business reason why it hasn't been promoted that much the agent who is your day to day agent for investment advice he's not getting any commission by selling you the index funds uh, as a product the fund houses are not getting enough money for like by selling you that that product so although they are legally bound to to sell an index fund uh, i would assume but they are not promoting so they are being very strategic and they promote the things that gets them more margin that gets them more cost uh, an index fund is not one of them so eventually the market will catch up uh, because if more there's more demand on the index fund side uh, yet yeah, you will see more products more kind of marketing material being covered around that but until then that that happens i think it's 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 we us like we have to create more awareness within our family within our friends amongst our communities and and encourage people to invest in in index funds now that's a long term investment okay so i will i will try to wrap up this podcast by just reminding you that all these videos all the content is available on my blog post theficlub.com the fi fi club.com i'll put everything in my show notes as well i would appreciate like everyone to go there and encourage you to go there and read and and put some comments if you have but i think that just just do your own research go to youtube go and and read different books and and think about investments think about your retirement think about early retirement and think about keeping your financial future secure by choosing the right investment vehicles and and changing your mindset with the changing story of the country if the things have changed in the country 
doing the same thing again and again may not bring you different results. That's what Einstein said. So let's let's try to be creative. Let's try to learn from the best strategies that exist. Uh, and, and let's try to share that. So one of the best things that you can do is that you should start early now and share this concept, share this this uh, learning with your with your friends, with your family. And, and just to close that, this podcast is not to kind of deter you from investment in real estate or in mutual funds. They too have their own place. But the whole point being that start thinking about investing in index funds as well, diversify your investment, put that as one of the part of your portfolio, and you will see the results uh, coming in learn from the people who have done that this is something that i have changed in my portfolio and this is something i wanted to spread across the different indian diaspora living in india or abroad and i wanted to share that with the rest of the world as well so thank you for tuning in uh, this is your host nipun kathuria and you've been awesome we'll see you next time until then take care and goodbye